All right, well, if you were at Fierce Fighting Championship 27, this guy to my right absolutely blew the roof off of the place. Paris Hawkins in the building. Paris, it's so, wonderful to talk to you. It's wonderful to chat a little bit following your fight. And the first question for me is just, how have things been since the fight? What has life been like post Fierce 27? Oh, dude, uh, crazy, man. I mean, I've been reveling for it from it from the past like three, four weeks that it's been. It took me like a good two weeks to fully uh, feel like Paris Hawkins again and not like hotshot. But um, yeah, man, it's been great. You know, I've gotten to enjoy life again and feel like a human being. So yeah. Where did the hotshot nickname come from? Uh, I came up with it myself my uh, sophomore year of high school, just with some buddies. And I was like, you know what? Like Paris Hotshot Hawkins, that was a good ring to it. You know, I wasn't even thinking of it for fighting at that point. I was just like, ah, that's like cool, cool little nickname. And then, I mean, hotshot means somebody that is exceeds like crazy at a skill. So I think it fits me. You know? I, yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, considering the performance that you had just a few yeah. weeks ago, I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about your nerves going into that fight. Because you told me behind the scenes that you don't get nervous. You've said yeah. on podcasts since that you were not nervous whatsoever. Where does that attribute stem from where you don't really get nervous headed into a fight because pretty much everyone else is on the other side of that coin. Yeah. So, I mean, I attribute that to my mental toughness and the fact that I specifically take time to work on my mindset and to work on my, my mental aspect of training. Um, I have convinced myself that instead of getting nerves, I just get excited. Your body doesn't know the difference between the feeling. It's just your mind will negatively associate it with negative with uh nerves rather than excitement um but what i've done is i've come in and i've been like you know what instead of nervous i take this feeling and i when i start to feel those butterflies my, my heart rate goes up and i start to get sweaty in my palms i'm like i'm excited you know so uh that allows me to go in there and, and perform my best and know that i'm focusing on the right things and just smooth sailing doesn't allow me to like run into any bumps that'd be like oh now i'm starting to freak out so is there ever a moment when the palms do get sweaty, when the heart rate starts to increase, that you tell yourself, and I, I hope this doesn't psych you out for yeah. the future, but maybe I'm lying to myself. Maybe this isn't actually how I feel. Maybe yeah. I am nervous. Does that ever happen? Uh, I mean, in the past, it definitely has, but fake it till you make it, man. I've, <laughs> I've faked it because I've been competing for in, in combat sports the past six years. I've probably had close to a hundred like combat sports competitions including wrestling matches fights like grappling matches whatnot um so it's not like at one point i was like oh maybe like i am lying to myself and it would leave some room for negativity but i learned from that i learned that you have to know that you are you have to know that you don't feel these things that you just get excited so it's like it's not like i'm lying to myself anymore because i am that guy you know i don't have to fake it because i've made it so. <laughs> well, I do kind of want to talk to you a little bit about your background. We talked about it on the broadcast, but four Muay Thai fights under your belt, obviously a whole lot of wrestling matches yeah. as well. Were all of those things priming you to become an MMA fighter or did you want to go the Muay Thai route or did you want to grapple at a yeah. collegiate level or something like that leading up to it? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, all of it's been preparing me for MMA. Uh, when I entered high school, I knew that I was going to want to fight at some at some point in my life. You know, I knew I was going to want to get in that cage. And um, I was actually pretty good as, at basketball as a freshman. Um, but then I heard wrestling team doesn't have any, they don't cut people from it. You know, people just cut themselves because it's so dang hard. 
So uh, I was like, all right, well, I probably should learn how to wrestle if I'm going to try to fight. So, uh, yeah, I went into that, um, had done Muay Thai for however many years before that. Um, and, yeah, all of that is just kind of like in the back of my head been going into like making myself the best mixed martial artist that I can be. So that actually brings up a really good point. I, I didn't know that wrestling started at the freshman year. Yeah. And so being in a wrestling room, typically a lot of the guys, I think it's safe to say a lot of them grow up wrestling. Yep. And when you get to that adolescent age, it's really difficult to become a wrestler, learn how to get that aggression, learn yeah. how to move the way that wrestlers do and, and have a certain type of intensity and a pace. How was that learning learning process like for you to become a wrestler at kind of a later stage than most of the kids yeah. in the room? So it was really, honestly, it was really hard. I had two teammates that were like right at my weight class that were some of the best on the team because they'd been wrestling since they could essentially crawl, um, got out the womb. <laughs> but um, yeah, and so I was constantly drilling with them, competing with them for you know our spot on the team. And uh, just through being around high level guys like that, I picked it up really quick because I already had the background, a little bit of jujitsu, but I had the background in Muay Thai. So, you know, I kind of knew what combat sports entailed, the kind of intensity it entailed, but wrestling is definitely a different game. Um, but yeah, no, just training with those partners uh, through my four years of high school, I inevitably, by my like junior year, I was, I was getting the better of them all the time. So it was like, I, I do know you had, you had a lot more yeah. success in your latter years in 100%. high school. Yeah, I was getting, I mean, I had to take my licks up until that point. You know, I was the nail for a very long time until I was the hammer. But I mean, that's just, it takes just showing up, being consistent day after day to get good at something. And I think that's why a lot of people, you know, struggle starting wrestling their freshman years because they're not training with the toughest people in the room. They're training with other people that are starting. So it's hard to get good when you're both learning. But when you're going with people that know what they're doing, you're just going to whoop your ass and you're going to have to just learn and get tougher. So that's kind of how it was for me. Talking about the Muay Thai fights a little bit. I know that, that those were obviously very developmental, very helpful yeah. for you. What do you, what did you specifically take from those four fights and what did you apply to them going into your MMA career more so? Um, well, the first, very first fight I had, I was 15 and I lost via leg kick TKO. So it was like, I got beat up, man. And it wasn't like um, this kid was skillfully better than me. It's just, I got the deer in the headlights moment. It was my first fight. I got in there and I was like, oh, and you're yeah. a kid. Exactly. <laughs> and I was a kid. Um, so taking away from that, that's really when I got into like the mental side of training. Um, and then when I fought uh, again, like a year and a half ago, um, I had essentially three fights in the span of 24 hours. Yeah, which was pretty crazy. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just was able to keep myself nice and calm and was able to go in there and focus on doing damage to win the rounds because that's, I mean, that was just kind of like, I don't know. I just, it brought me a new, like that experience of losing brought my, a new attitude out of me for fighting, you know? And I had to take a couple years off that loss to like reflect, refine, still was wrestling in high school. Um, then I came out of high school, got ready for that competition. And I just knew that 
at that point, I was ready to go in there and bust some people up. Did you always know that you were going to go back to Muay Thai after that first fight when you were a kid? Um, yeah, I did. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh my God, like I lost to this. Like, I'm not going to try it again. I was just like, ah, well, it happens. You know, I wasn't like, I got more emotional after losing wrestling matches after than losing that fight. And I was just kind of like, you know what? Like, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I lost. No, I'm disappointed in myself. Um, I just didn't. I just realized I was like, oh shoot, like I need to be a hundred percent in this. And I did not commit myself hundred percent to that camp. I didn't like, I left a lot of room for doubt if that makes sense, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's, I just knew that I, the, the way to get better was just to keep showing up and come back. And even if I lost again, like, so what? Like I've already lost before, you know? <laughs> that that leads me into this next question, which kind of comes back to the Gus fight and the future of your MMA career. You had a huge moment. And like I said at the top of this, you blew the roof off of the Maverick yeah. Center. Everyone was talking about you. We were talking in the post-fight show and we we're like, who's the fighter that flew off the page? It's like the very first one three hours ago, Paris Hawkins, that head kick was unbelievable. How do you take such a high, high and go into the rest of your MMA career. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to top, but it's not gonna be impossible. And I know I'm the dude to top it. Like, I'm not a one-hit wonder. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna show you guys and I'm gonna show the world that I inevitably, you know, give me the right amount of time and I can do that to anyone in the state. So that's kind of what I wanna show people moving forward is that, you know, like, yes, I had a spectacular win um, a month ago, just about, but, uh, you know, short-term memory, you know, got to continue to move forward, get better and, uh, you know, put some more people on my highlight reel. So. I, I hope this doesn't sound bad. This is, this is more so a compliment yeah. than anything, but where does your confidence stem from? Because you are, you are, you know, you're one and oh, and you are young in this game in terms of a record, I would say, but yeah. you've been around for a long time. I mean, I, I know that I'm that dude and I know where I'm going, you know, just as I know I have two hands and the sky's blue, I know that I will fight in the UFC one day. So that to me stems from a lot of my, like that gives me confidence, just knowing, you know, knowing that I'm gonna continue to show up, knowing how much I love to do what I do, even when there are bad days for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, inevitably my confidence comes from my preparation. You know, I do everything to erase all doubt. I close every single door where doubt could get in and through closing those doors, confidence appears. Um, you know, I, I train myself rigorously, physically, mentally, and spiritually to become a well-rounded human being because you can't be the best warrior if you're not the best version of yourself. So I, I hear the passion in your voice, everything that you're saying is full of, of just excitement for what's on the horizon. How much does just fighting mean to you? How much has it changed your life in general? Oh, it has not only saved my life, but on numerous occasions, but it has ultimately made me into the man that I'm growing up to be. Um, yeah, I credit essentially a good 80, 90% of who I am to fighting. Um, and getting to do this uh, and getting to perform in front of people, you know, on a large stage and have exposure is, it means everything to me. I would fight if I was doing it for some pennies in the back of like a waffle house, man. Like I like to fight, dude. It's just what I do, you know, like, but the fact that I get to go out there 
under the bright lights, you know, in that Maverick Center, in that fierce cage, feeling that canvas on my feet. That is, it's surreal, man, you know, because I've envisioned that since I was a young kid. And of course, it's like everybody has these dreams, but of course, there's going to be doubt along the way that you're going to get there. But the fact that I've continually showed up for myself and I got myself here, like obviously with the help of a lot of other people, but you know, that I was continually showing up and getting here, um, it means everything to me, man. You know, and I'm, I see it as the first step of a long journey ahead of me. So I'm very excited and I love what I do because I'm a fighter, so. You talked about exposure, building your name, yeah. and that's something that you're absolutely doing. We posted a video of you yeah. with your post-fight interview, your knockout going on top of it. and. It really blew up. I mean, 50,000 views yeah. just on our Instagram alone, yeah. thousands of views across all of our platforms, likes all over the place, filled with comments. I'm curious of what your reaction was to kind of blowing up, you know, for a short period of time right mm -hmm. after that fight. Did it add to the high? And what do you think it did to you mentally? Um, I mean, it, it was just recognition for me, man. Like, again, like, I know I'm that guy. I've been in the gym for the past just about 12 years and yeah i've been like a little kid doing this like a little kid but you know through growing up like i've been doing this like a grown-up too so um yeah i mean it was just getting that recognition um especially like that uh showing off my hype in a sense you know that that makes me happy because um you know it puts a target on my back you know it gets people wanting to fight me it gets people excited to fight me um it also shows people in the world and you guys that you know like i'm somebody that's gonna put eyes on y'all so that's and that's what i'm here to do for you guys like i'm here to put eyes not only on fierce fighting championship but utah mma you know that's my goal is i want to grow the community here um whilst growing myself so i'm pretty sure i put in the caption when we posted that video that a star was born on saturday night yes, and i think that that's absolutely true you kind of mentioned something that i want to talk about next and that is that because of your confidence, because of the star that you have built in just the one fight and that incredible highlight, you have created a pretty large target on your back. There's a lot of people yeah. who want to fight you. Yeah. Is that something you welcome? Is that something that's like, oh, I didn't think that that would happen so fast? Or yeah. how does that all uh, go in your brain as Paris Hawkins? Uh, I welcome it with open arms. You know, Again, I love to fight. So uh, more people that want to fight me, the better. I love you guys. I keep trying to punch my face off. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it just makes me excited thinking that I'm like people looking at me and being like, oh, he's a challenge. Or people looking at me and be like, he's not that good. I could beat his ass. Like, cool. Let's do it. I welcome it. Come try. Let's sign that dotted line and, you know, make everybody some money and have some fun, dude. Do the man dance, as Strickland likes to say. So. <laughs> Talk, talking about Sean Strickland, I know that you are a huge MMA follower, a huge MMA fan. And I, yeah. I kind of wanted to ask you just, where did your love for MMA stem from? Where was the beginning, the genesis of falling in love with this sport? Uh, stemmed from working out in the garage with my dad. You know, That's definitely where my love for just the overall sport came from. That's when I realized how real it was. Um, but I mean, I told you, I think before the interview that one like my my big defining moment of like knowing that MMA was for me was uh, Tony Ferguson versus Anthony Pettis. Just watching Tony bounce up and down like after that second round with the blood all over his face, like the boogeyman, you know. I just kind of looked at that and it touched my soul and it just I, like I knew that I had 
that guy in me, you know, that version of whatever human that he brought out right there. Like I could see, I saw that. It was like, I was looking into a mirror in a sense. And I was like, dude, I gotta like, I don't like, I'm going to be on my deathbed one day knowing that I had that inside of me and knowing that I didn't do something with it. So I gotta like make a life where I do something with it, you know? So when you look at where you want to go, yeah. I know you mentioned that you want to be in the UFC and that you're going to be in the going UFC. I apologize. UFC. I don't want to misquote you there. No worries. What does the future entail for you? How long do you want that amateur career to be? How long do you want that pro career to be before you start thinking about knocking on the door of Dana White's contender series yeah. and other big, big platforms? Um, I don't have a set amount of time. I'm, I'm young. I'm 20 years old. I, I'm going to leave things up to the universe and continue to show up and work hard, you know, and know that all the things that I'm setting my intentions on are going to come into fruition inevitably. It's just a matter of time. I've already done all of the things that I've said I'm going to do. It is just me in the future waiting for me to collect those moments, you know. So I, I'm not too worried about like this many fights as an amateur, this many fights as a pro, uh, here, I'm gonna fight here and do this. I know some guys really like to do that. For me, I'm I'm very chill, I'm very laid back. So um, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna take the fights that I think are smart fights to take that I think are gonna, you know, be exciting. I will never accept a fight that I think is going to be boring, you know, stylistically. I don't wanna do that to anyone. So um, I'm always gonna take exciting fights and, uh, I'm always gonna come out there and perform my best. And I know throughout those two things, I'm gonna get everything I need in life, so. That kind of brings me to my next question, which is just what is next for you? Yeah. What do you want next? And, and when can we see you fighting next? Because we've talked prior and you said that over the next 12 months, you want another two to three fights following yeah. the Gus fight. What's the next couple of months look like for you? So I was offered to come back to the Maverick Center in November. I needed some time to kind of just like revel again just kind of float in the space after that gust fight um you know i prepared myself to get up to that high up to that level of focus but i didn't prepare myself to come down from it so kind of took me a little bit i know i got on that mic i was like oh 12 to 13 weeks I want to do that. you know and like thinking about it even that night i was like yes i'm excited but like it took me like a good week to be like you know what I'm still feeling the way I felt like Saturday. So I need to calm down before I even think about fighting. So um, probably in like February, um, I think I was talking to Zach about that and he's gonna try to get me at the Maverick Center again, which I would love because I love being under those bright lights and you know having that real Coliseum feel. Not that I don't mind the high school gyms. <laughs> I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears in those too. And I continually will if, if so be it. But you know, something about that Maverick Center feel right to me so something i don't think i've had the opportunity to ask you yet was was there anything that took you by surprise not necessarily raise yeah. the nerves or anything but was there anything about checking in going into the back getting your name yeah. called walking out like stepping into the cage like was there any part of that night that didn't go according to plan in your eyes no nah, it went it went pretty smooth sailing honestly especially once we got back in the locker room like i was I was exactly where I needed to be, man. So, um, yeah, I don't know. In a way, like the tournament setting for Muay Thai kind of set me up to be more comfortable with that because tournaments are f unpredictable as hell. Like you're, it's, you're in a room with 300 plus athletes and you don't know who you're going to fight. So it's like knowing that, all right, there's my dude. 
cool. All right, he's doing his thing. I'll go do mine. Like, and just knowing like order of operations after going through the chaotic environment of not knowing when I'm about to fight or who I'm going to fight or what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It allowed me to kind of just be like, wow, this is predictable and keep myself really calm. So in a way it was a lot easier <laughs> than the other fighting experiences that I've had. So like mentioned, you're 20 years old, but you are very mature. You are very well-versed. You know what this fight game is about. What do you attribute that to? Is it following the likes of a Julian Ruiz, being a fan of the Utah MMA scene, as well as the UFC scene at large? Like, how do you know so much at such a early stage in your fight career? I'm a fighter, and that's just why. It's like just the same way that some people are carpenters and some people are artists. Like, I'm a fighter. It's just, it's what I do. It's what I've done since I was just about eight years old. So... I attribute it to showing up in the gym and being around great, amazing people that have opened my perspective um, on life. And uh, I attribute it to throwing myself into the fire willingly, you know, putting myself through my own crucible in life, not backing down from things that other people wouldn't start. Um, that's just kind of made me a tough person. It's taught me a lot of like valuable life lessons that I am able to bring with me into that cage. So when was the moment that you knew that you were a fighter? Ha! Huh. I don't know if it was like a single moment, but it's been a collection of moments of times where I have been just about done, just about ready to like give up on whatever it is I'm doing. And that thing inside of me in the pit of my stomach fucking gets me back up, puts me back on my two feet. Um, just the collection of doing that over and over and over and over and over and over again, you know, and always standing up at each time that I'm knocked down has showed me that I'm somebody who is resilient and who is strong and who is courageous. And that to me has allowed me to know that time after time, I'm a product of my habits and my habits indicate that I am a fighter. So how much does that, the courage, the, like just, just the showing up, the mentality, how much of that is transferred into success in the cage in your eyes? Uh, I think it's a direct correlation like the harder you work, the luckier you get. So um, yeah, consistently showing up, consistency is key, um, not just showing up in the gym. You can't just be a fighter when you're in the gym. Like you have to be a fighter when you're walking out, when you're getting groceries, when you're sleeping, when you're eating, like the way you meditate, the way you breathe, it all has to be done in the element and in the essence of who you are and who you wanna be. And. Uh, yeah, I do all of that as me, Paris Hawkins, and Paris Hawkins is, is the fighter through and through. So, He absolutely is the fighter through and through. Someone to look forward to on a card coming soon. Yes, I really sir. hope so. Paris Hawkins, thank you so much for thank the time. Thank you, Blake. Appreciate you.